0: Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined by Mark Osterman and Joe Chung. We have a great show for you. Gentlemen,
1: how's it going today? Not too bad. Not too bad. Finally stopped raining around here. We had rain like four days last week. Not, I felt like I was in Seattle. It was terrible. And then uh, we had a soccer tournament this weekend. Then I got to stand in the rain for two, two and a half hours straight, which was awesome. So finally some sunshine, which puts a smile on my face. So happy about that. Was home most of the weekend first time in a long time I haven't gone anywhere or done anything so that was nice how about you Joe
2: the uh sun rose the Jets lost the Lions lost so it's just another day (laughs) another day
1: Lions get screwed by the refs once again every year at least two to three games cost by the
2: refs that that was that was pretty egregious I know Sean who could not be done with Aaron Rodgers any sooner this summer during that whole saga loves Aaron Rodgers again
0: well, I'll tell you, I love Aaron Rodgers again. Not really. I, I recognize that this he is his Crosby. last season. <laughs> no, I do love Crosby. He's been clutch. You know what's crazy is he had that one season where he like had a 50% where he missed half of his kicks because he got in his head. Yeah. This is about 10. He was on my fantasy ago. team that year, punk. Yeah. And he turned out to it be like the the mo- one of the most prolific. I mean, he's one of the best. If you look at the stats, kickers in the history of the league. And I still get like... Every time he has a big kick, I still get like this thing in my heart because I remember that season. But yes, the Raiders and the Packers both won, so I guess I'm I'm happy. I never thought I would be cheering for the Raiders, but here I am, and here we are. And I hope Aaron Rodgers wins, but I'm all
2: for Jordan Love next year. But I do want the Packers to win. They're my team. Come on. Sean's teams are 6 0, and Mark and my team are 0 no, 6. So no, 5, five, and, five, and oh, five and 1. 5 and 1. 5, five and 1. And one. Hey, hey, I'm, waiting,
1: me, I'm waiting for uh, the Jets to mess up again and, and win a game so the Lions get the first overall pick. And I'll thank you in advance for that.
2: Hey, I'll tell you what the Jets are first in right now interceptions. Thank you very much. Well done.
1: <laughs> oh, how good Trevor Lawrence would have been. Oh, recipe. He,
2: he's second. He's second. Jets fans. He's second.
1: Yeah, so, so I was right. I was in Enough Austin last.
0: Talk. Yeah, I was in Austin last week for uh, for this conference, and I hadn't been there since 2013, and it was sort of insane to be there to see how it's changed. Like you know, all you hear about is like Austin booming and everybody moving there, but like downtown Austin doesn't even look the same as it did even in 2013. That kind of blew my mind. Uh, but it's a great. I mean, it's such a great place. Lots of cool bars. I know I was messaging Mark because I was just telling him. How like Sixth Street and some of the some of the areas I went, I knew were right down your alley. Like you would you would really love it. So it's definitely a city you got to check out. Good food too.
1: Yeah, a lot of live music and everything. College town. Mm-hmm. Anytime it's a college town, it's usually going to be at least decent. And you know, I've never heard a bad thing about Austin, so it's been on my list. Just avoid it during the summer. So I'll have to go there either you know late fall, early spring, sometime when it's cold here and I need a little warmth and some music and some beer. Yeah, I gotta I gotta try out Franklin's
0: Barbecue, which is their famous. Barbecue there, although they have so many famous places now. In the pre-COVID days, you would have to line up at 9 a.m. to ensure that you would get food before they sold out. They would sell out pretty early. Now they don't even have their dining room open. People just order online and then they pick up in their car. Me and my friend uh, Zach, we uh, we headed over there. All they had was ribs left, but the ribs were were delicious. So I can recommend that. Lots of good food down there. Good music, like cool places. Like there was this whole street mark where there was like we uh, went to this beer garden where they were doing Oktoberfest because it's Oktoberfest, but they also have like all these houses that have been converted to like strange bars and you know food trucks everywhere. Like just really cool, interesting thing I hadn't seen. You know I've seen parts of that stuff everywhere else, but to see it all in one place, uh, really impressed with Austin. So I've been there three times. I've loved it every time, but it seems like it's different every time I go.
1: Did you fly? Did you fly Frontier there though? No? That's the real question.
0: I flew American Airlines. And oh, just as I, that. I didn't, no, actually, I didn't know American <laughs> Airlines apparently has yeah, expanded call that a lot. Frontier East, <laughs> yeah, Frontier, uh, Frontier East. There you go. Use my Executive Platinum status that I got from Hyatt a couple years ago, which I'm still going strong with. They've American has expanded in Austin a lot, so they have a lot of direct flights from Austin to their non hubs like Las Vegas. So it was a direct flight. And I got upgraded both coming and going. And I even was able to do a same day change coming back to an earlier flight confirmed into first class, which was cool. And I, that was something I didn't remember or know. I thought I was going to get moved back to coach and then have to go for an upgrade. But I was happy with that. So yeah, it's my first, at least I'm using that status a little bit because I haven't used it very much at all. And nice flight attendants. American Airlines uh, delivered a, a good experience, just like Frontier. You were the one, the one,
1: <laughs> the one player who a flight attendants. <laughs>
2: Yeah. you're the you're the knock on wood you're you're the one percent on American Airlines and the rest of us are the 99 just having terrible experiences if we can even <laughs> fly them
0: there you go all right well let's uh, let's get into the show before we do just want to remind everybody out there subscribe to the podcast whatever podcast app you're listening into just hit subscribe or you can find links at mtmpodcast.com're pretty much everywhere that you would think to look. Also, if you want to dive in deeper into the world of Miles and Points, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. $15 a month will give you access to our private Slack, private Facebook, all of our bonus content every single week, plus meetups every quarter. Tons of cool meetups coming up next year. So check that out, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories. Let's get into the show, guys, because Marriott launched significantly increased offers on pretty much all their cards across both Chase and American Express. So uh, Mark, what did they do? I mean, 150K, is 150K the new 100K?
1: Yeah. So the Bonvoy Brilliant, which is their Amex Aspire type card, their top end card, 150,000 points, which is somewhat near the normal for it. And then 85,000 free night cert, which is pretty great, you know, top tier night. So normally you're getting like a 50K anniversary night type of thing. So this is above normal. Plus a big increased offer, 150,000 points for the boundless card, 125,000 points plus a 50,000 point free night. So pretty good. But I mean, that, that card last year had the five free nights, 50 K each offer, which at a max value of 250,000, so not quite to that level. I mean, some people will like the points better because it's easier. And if you're not staying at 50K properties, it's not really worth 250K, so that's an option. Uh, Bonvoy Bold, the uh, no fee card, 60,000 points. Most people will ignore this because of the application rules. And then the one that I like the best is the Bonvoy business card, 125,000 points, and two free night awards, up to 50,000 points a night. So that's a big offer. Uh, only $125 annual, dollar annual fee versus $450 for Bonvoy Brilliant. So that's kind of nice. The down, downside of all these cards is uh, they're terrible application rules where American Express and Chase work together to make you not eligible for a whole bunch of stuff if you have one, not the other type of thing. Ryan did a good article on that with a, a breakdown of when you are eligible and when you're not, depending on what you've had held in the past and what you currently have and what you've recently applied for. It's very confusing, but... Uh, all I think all of us are not allowed for that one because we had the SBG business in the past, which is womp womp.
0: Yeah, it sucks. It sucks that that's the, the same card because it is a great deal uh, on that. But the one I'm focusing on is the Bonvoy Brilliant because I need a personal Bonvoy card in order to get my other 15 free nights to put me over the 50 for platinum, which I know I'll be using quite a lot next year. And so it c- couldn't have come a, at a better time for me. Uh, you get a, what, $300 property credit plus the you know, the 150 k plus the 85000 certificate that's good for up to there. Pretty good. I be mean, $450 annual fee, definitely a card that I think you're getting enough value with the sign-up bonus for. It is a premium card, though, so, you know, those annual fees start adding up. I mean, I have so many premium cards now, and yeah, this has all the premium protections, the cell phone protection, you know, all the things that you would expect from a card like that, you know, lounge access through priority pass, things like that, but I don't need any of that stuff, so I'm purely looking at the value with the the credit the sign up bonus and in
2: my case the status that it's going to give me which is pretty good.
0: What about you Joe? What what do you think?
2: So, it is uh the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World and I don't think we talked about Disney last week so I am Disney focused today and so I was looking Drink. at the pro. I was looking at the properties. Yes, you went sober last week. At Disney World, and you know during the peak times, it looks like the Swan and Dolphin, and I'm sure people who pay attention to this more know more clearly. But it looks like it maxes out at fifty thousand because I was looking the week of Christmas, and though they were running at fifty thousand points per night, but then there were other times in the year. Like I looked at a random date in October, and they're running at forty thousand, and even the JW Marriott is fifty thousand as well. So I mean, that's like three nights at the Swan and Dolphin, and I don't want to go into it too much, but the Swan and Dolphin used to not necessarily be worth staying at for various reasons. Uh, if you wanted to have Disney benefits, you might as well have stayed on site, but a lot of things have changed, and I've been looking at the Swan and Dolphin a lot more lately, and you know, this has me raising my eyebrow, although, as we'll talk about later, I do think I have too many of these $450 plus annual fee cards. Already, but you know these points seem less useless than uh, they would have seemed to me. You know, maybe a year ago. That's a good point. Another reason
0: why maybe the business card is such a good deal too, Mark, because you're getting two of those 50k certs with that plus the 125k bonus with a significantly less expensive annual fee. So
1: yeah, the earn rate on that card is is probably the best too. You're getting four times at gas station, dining, streaming type of stuff, uh, cell phone, all that. So it's a better earn rate than you get with anything else. And those categories, you know, especially gas is usually something a lot of people like to focus on for big spend. If you haven't had that card, I would definitely say that's the one to grab for sure. If you can use Bonvoy points.
2: I'm really mad about that, that the SPG business Counts. You sound really mad. Super, super <laughs> mad. I mean, you know, I used all my ire on American Airlines a few minutes ago. But uh yeah, because out of these cards, like if I don't want another $450 annual fee card and I can't get the business card, then it looks like the Bonvoy Boundless is the best. But isn't that Chase?
1: Yes, it is. So you got to be under 524 for that. And also the, the business card doesn't count towards 524. So business card, business card, business card. And just to to point
0: it out, it does come with a hundred and twenty five dollar annual fee, as you pointed out. Six x points at Bonvoy, four x on restaurants, gas, shipping, and also the wireless. And doesn't it also have the wireless credit through the end of the year? I don't know if they would get that.
1: No, I think uh, that's only up. for uh, legacy card holders. So, but you do okay. get the the fifteen nights uh, elite night credit, which now this year started, and that's what Sean was talking about earlier stacks with the personal card so you can get 30 nights towards status if you hold a business card and a personal card so i know i know a lot of uh, marriott elites that's why they'll hold two cards solely for that purpose so that's a nice another little perk if you're a little short and you have the personal card the business card can give you those extra 15 nights so you can get basically like if you have platinum status and a hot pocket you you still have a hot pocket at the end i guess because they don't give you anything with it Well, I mean, internationally, I think you do.
0: You tend to do a lot better with Marriott Platinum. And yeah, I guess I should explain that. So I have the business card, which gave me 15 free nights. And it used to be that one or the other is all you could do. This year, you can stack it so you can get a personal, get you up to 30. Uh, I did some other stuff along the way. And so I'm at 36 nights right now. Getting this will put me to 51 and get me that Platinum status, which I'm hoping internationally will do good. And I'm expecting to be able to travel a little bit more next year, of course, best laid plans in COVID are always uh, subject to change. So we'll see if it works out for me, but uh, I agree, that's a, it's a good thing. We do have a, an article on the website with all of the breakdown of all of these articles. We also have links for them if you wanna support the show, support the site. So check out the show notes for all of the details on that. And if you choose to apply for any of these and use our links, we definitely thank you and, and appreciate the support. All right. So last week we sort of teased or you teased it at the end of the episode, Joe, I think was it in the uh, the outtakes or something, but we're going to talk about red eyes. So Mark, you say that you love red eyes are the best thing ever. Red eyes, not I pink mean, eyes. You, yes, you I must love like, red eyes. <laughs> you must love torture.
1: No, I like it specifically coming uh, from the West Coast to the East Coast. I think it's uh, it's and I took it on the way back from Vegas a couple weeks ago and it really is the only way to travel. You know, we were supposed to fly out. In the morning, which would have been like a 4 a.m. wake-up call in Vegas. And then we were gonna fly back. We'd get back in the evening around dinner time. And then Southwest being Southwest, canceling like half their flights and rearranging everything, and because they just don't have the staff. They moved us to a flight where we would fly to Baltimore and then have a two-hour labor and then fly back. So we'd leave at eight in the morning, wouldn't get home until like eight o'clock at night. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So we ended up switching to a overnight red eye Saturday evening on Delta. And then you kind of, I mean, you don't get good sleep on a plane if you're not lying flat, but at least you get a little bit of something, you land, you can take a nap when you get home and you don't lose a whole day. I feel like if you're going west to east, you basically lose a whole day every time you travel. So that's what I hate coming home from Vegas is, or, you know, California, whatever, Seattle is that whole day. You just, it just evaporates. You don't really accomplish anything. You're sitting on an airplane for four or five hours, but you lose an entire calendar day, which is terrible.
2: Before we get to that, I'm curious, how long is the flight from Vegas to Detroit? Because to Boston, I want to say it's like four, four and a half hours, maybe five on the red eye. Like how, you know, how much time yeah, is actually on the plane? It's
0: right around four, four hours. Yeah, I think they block it at around four hours uh, gate to gate. I think the flight time is a little bit less, but I think you're definitely on the plane for about four hours. So, I mean, that's another consideration because there's also what red eyes going to Europe. And I've done those before where, you know, you land at. You know, I remember a few years ago landing in in Madrid at 6 a.m. and then just hitting, you know, hitting the ground hard just like that. It was tiring, but you sort of soldiered through it. And it kind of got you acclimated a little bit better to the time. And I do appreciate that stuff. But as somebody who lives on the West Coast, it's a little bit different because that red eyes at the beginning of the trip. And I guess if you're young and trying to maximize the time, it makes more sense. But I guess the older I get, the less I deal with that really well to start a trip. But I can see at the end, you know, you're at home, especially if you have time to, to rest that day or kind of get a little bit of uh, rest at home. But not my favorite things. And every time I do a red eye, I always kind of hate myself and tell myself <laughs> I'll never do it again. The single thing I, I mean, the thing I hate the most is sitting there on a plane. You know, you're in coach, you're not comfortable, you're sitting there and you're like nodding off and you just like, I'll nod off. And then 10 seconds later, I'll wake myself up. And that happens for hours and hours and hours. And I hate it. I hate it. That's so I got to do I've, first class. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. The, the lie flat as, uh, as you said, the worst, the worst red eye I ever did though, was Vegas to Kansas city on spirit airlines. Yeah. It sounds as bad as it, it was a two hour flight, uh, a red eye, uh, the flight was delayed three hours. We left at two in the morning. There was nothing good about that. So don't ever do
1: red eyes on spirit. At least. I think the, the biggest downside to red eyes is it's the last flight of the night. So if anything goes wrong, you could, you know, stay up all night or go to the airport late. And then, if they're, you know, some, a mechanical issue or whatever, one, you're adding hours. Like I know you had a red eye earlier this year where you didn't, you were delayed for a couple hours. So that just makes it even more exhausting because you just want to get on the plane and fall asleep. So if you run into any issues, it doesn't give you a lot of leeway as well as if they have to cancel the flight. You're kind of like, okay, what do I do now? I don't have my hotel anymore. I checked out I'm sitting here. What, what's going on? So I guess there are, there, you know, there's some drawbacks, potential issues. We did keep the Southwest flight since you can cancel Southwest up until the minute the flight goes, we kept those just in case there was issue. We'd go stay at a hotel and just take the Southwest flight. So maybe that's a good idea to do. If you do have something like that, if Southwest works uh, as a backup the next morning or something you can cancel like a, a Virgin Atlantic booking or British Airways type of thing. But I don't know. What do you think,
2: Joe? When we talked about this topic offline, I didn't realize you guys came back on a Sunday. I, I, that makes a big difference because when you're saying, you know, that, day coming back from the West coast is lost. I definitely, you know, I hear that I've done that before, but then when I come back from a red, eye, I also feel like the day that I land is lost as well. However, if you land on a Sunday, it's fine for that to be lost. You know, you can take a nap, your wife can take a nap, you guys can trade off with the kids and stuff like that, but, or maybe you didn't even pick up the kids until you were recovered a little, but I've definitely done red eyes when I was in my twenties where I would, you know, and from Vegas as well, where you just get in at 6 a.m., and then, you know, you go to work and yeah, those are that. just Ooh. straight up brutal. <laughs> and uh, about the Europe ones, I think I need two hands to list all the places I've fallen asleep in Europe coming off a of Red Eye. And, you know, because you, you try to hit the sights immediately just to keep yourself up, to like acclimate yourself. But I've fallen asleep in like churches in London and parks in Madrid, like at the Tate Modern, like all over the place I've fallen asleep. Get this
0: man a Red Bull. <laughs> but, I mean, there is the excitement, though. Like at least you're going to Europe and, and doing that. You got that excitement going. When I was younger, that would actually work for me to be able to, uh, you know, get get there and go all day, and then I would be acclimated. I wouldn't have jet lag. Now it doesn't work, so I'm just kind of screwing myself up anyway, trying to stay up, and I'm still up in the middle of the night. Um, so it's pretty it's pretty brutal, but I I do think it's a it's a good way to go there. I forgot about that flight earlier this year, Mark, where the uh, the mask uh, issue happened, and we had to go back to the gate, get delayed. That was about as miserable as I've ever been on a flight, because. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was exhausted. Ellie
1: was with you, too, wasn't she? For this red eye? That yeah, was the she was. Three hours.
0: of you, right? <laughs> it was all three of us. Now, I mean, she was ready to go to sleep and, you know, there. But yeah, of course, we had to take her off. And, um, you know, but as, luckily, she was able to sleep pretty well. But I was not able to sleep that, especially going back to the gate and everything that got me all
2: woken up and I was awake the whole flight. So it was like staying up all night. So it sucks. Talking about our age, I think, Another thing that has really changed is even on normal flights, I get way more dehydrated than I used to. So like sometimes I'll get a headache and stuff like that. But I've found that over the last few years, like when I do a red eye, unless I'm like super. And first of all, like you kind of sometimes you want to drink on a plane, but that doesn't really help. But if I'm not super conscientious about drinking like a ton of water, then after a red eye, even, you know, and I was thinking about flights to Asia, which, of course, by nature are their 12 hour flights. At minimum so there they have to be red eyes i would just have like pounding headaches so you know it's really i don't know you gotta take care we gotta take care of ourselves we can't we can't be doing this nonsense anymore i have Mark. i have a you genius. haven't hit 40 yet so maybe uh that's why or no you just hit 40 was it i don't
1: know no. anyway you're no. younger than us so yeah, he's you're younger, younger than me us, so he hasn't hit 40 yeah yet. no i just had a genius business idea we should get uh the ivs going on airplanes like on the long flights to asia like just have a a nurse going up and down the aisle hooking people up. How awesome would that be? Like, you'd feel amazing, hit the ground running, energy. I always want to do them in Vegas, and I always, you know, never set it up. And then you don't go to bed when you're supposed to, or you get up too late, and then you're like, whatever, I'm moving on. But I feel like that'd be a ama- That's the answer to all our problems, Joe.
2: Amazing. Sign me up.
1: I mean, the other thing that, like, to think about with this, we're talking about, like, we've all traveled pretty extensively
0: when we were younger in our 20s and throughout our 30s, things like that. And we're noticing the differences and how it affects us coming in, you know, getting closing in on our 40s and all of that. The whole notion in America that we should travel when we're older and retire and do all that stuff, like this is just another reason. Travel when you're young. Do that crazy stuff when you're young. And when you're old, you can take it nice and slow and, you know, lose a whole day and fly. And when you have time to do that stuff, travel when you're young. Do that hardcore stuff because it is fun to land in Madrid and go all day. It is fun to be able to pack in as much as you can into a weekend, you know, like a three-day weekend where you're literally just hitting everything beginning to end so uh, that's what, what red eyes allow and i do like
1: that okay so for europe do you prefer if you had to go one way or the other i know this is a big debate in uh, the travel space would you take the live flat bed on the overnight there or on the uh, day flight back which would be your preference
2: overnight I'd there take, for sure yeah i take i take it on the day flight back you go first sean why just sleep. I mean, i trying to get some
0: sleep and relaxation. I If I'm awake during the day, I'm going to be less miserable. And I, like I said, my my least favorite thing about being on an airplane overnight is like nodding off every, you know, because I, I don't sleep well on airplanes. Even when I'm in a lie flat, I, I may be able to sleep. But where I'm just like so tired that my head keeps falling down and I keep waking up and you do that for hours, like that's so miserable. So at least in the lie flat, I'm a little bit comfortable, even if I'm struggling to fall asleep. Uh, so
2: I'd rather be sitting in that coach seat during the day. I mean, I'm right there with you. The reason why I prefer the lie flat on the way back is partially just because my personality. I'm not the type of person who, because I have a lie flat, I get on the plane on the red eye and immediately lie flat and go to sleep. Like, I want to take advantage of all the stuff in business class. So I want to take my time with the meal and watch some movies, you know, and um, do whatever. (laughs) Yes very nice. That'd be great. So, so I want to enjoy all that stuff from, and also actually, I think my answer would be different if I was coming from Las Vegas, because if I was coming from Las Vegas, my flight to Europe would be like eight hours, right? So I could do that for two to three hours and still get four to five hours of sleep. But from Boston, it's, it's like five hours, you know, from here to Ireland is closer than from here to California. And, you know, we have the tailwinds with us. So those flights are four and a half, five hours long. And so if I try to enjoy the business class for a couple hours, then yeah, I can lie flat, but I have to, get back up in like an hour and a half, which is why I like to enjoy all the kind of amenities of business class on the flight back. Also, the flight back is longer. And so I can enjoy that for longer. So that's where I'm coming from. But I totally get if I was the type of person who could just go straight to sleep and not enjoy any of that or not deal with any of that stuff, then I would you know, want to get more rest. So that's kind of where I would be. Yeah, maybe we should say like like for us,
1: Joe, to go to Hawaii and for
2: Sean to go to Europe. That
1: would be the debate. Well, yeah, it's very, very (laughs) similar comparison
2: there. I mean that's a great point Mark.
1: Yeah, I've uh the same reason that I like red eyes coming back from Vegas. If I'm taking it to Europe, then when you when you land, at least I've gotten some sleep, you know, 3-4 hours of sleep. So I can, you know, hit the rock, ground running, go go see some sights and and maybe go to bed a little bit earlier, but I'm I'm quickly on time, you know, onto uh European time versus uh, you know, on the way back I don't really care. I I can sit there and watch movies. It's daylight. It's the time I normally would have been up you know, I get what people say, like, I want to experience the whole thing, but my whole purpose is to get as much on the ground as possible. I don't really enjoy flying that much. I don't enjoy the experience. I just, I want to get from point A to B. So that's, you know, my personality and that helps me uh, accomplish more when I get to wherever I'm going. Cause I'm, I'm not usually staying long. Uh, you know, a lot of people will go two weeks to Europe. I'll go like four or five days. That's just the way I do. So I need that extra day. Now, if I was going for two, two weeks, I probably wouldn't care. You bring up Hawaii and I've done
0: a number of Hawaiian red eyes coming back home. And I do like those only because they allow me to maximize my time in Hawaii. Like I can, that last day that I'm departing, I can get a late checkout. I can enjoy the resort. So I I have done that. And I get stressed um, I know that Those are fairly popular.
1: uh, I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, I got to fly tonight. I got to fly tonight. I don't want to, you know, I just think about that. So I don't really enjoy it, it as much as I would if it was like a regular day. But you do get more experience. You get more activities, more things you can do for sure. But there is nothing sadder than a Hawaiian airport
0: right before a red eye because everybody's just drained and tired and they're all going home from Hawaii and they're sad about that. And I've done a number of them and like the the mood is never good uh, flying a red eye from
2: Hawaii. Let me tell you what's sadder than the Hawaii airport coming home from a red eye. The Las Vegas airport getting yes, ready for a red that, eye. That is like <laughs> the most somber Vegas. All those people Vegas, lost all their money. That's
1: the most somber Vegas ever is. The, <laughs> the airport the, the slots,
2: even the dings from the slots are even slower. <laughs> They're so sad. It is. It is. It's a sad, especially if they're flying home on Spirit Airlines uh, on a two hour red eye like I did that time. (laughs) So, but you know, uh, one thing that you you guys are making me think of, this is why it's like so important to know what your travel style is and also your travel companions, because Mark, what you're saying about like, you just be so stressed, like waiting for that flight, you know, that totally makes sense. So, you know, it kind of, you really got to know and you got to do it to know. We always say, you know, our opinions, they're just our opinions. That's what works for us. You have to get out there experience it practice yourself see what works for you and uh, you know go with that so you know we're just three random guys with our random dumb opinions that being said Vegas red eyes and the airport the saddest still going to be the saddest regardless of our, how good our opinions are or not
0: one last thing about red eyes when i was like a kid coming up and people would talk about red eyes i used to think like it was a specific like you would go search for a flight and it would say red eye i never picked up on that it took me many years to pick up on what that what that meant so just uh, wait no did you we used, going to, dark used to have like minute. the <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, I, I was like, oh, what is a red eye? Like, and you would go look and you're like,
2: I swear, uh, like, Expedia and stuff used to have like a red eye, yeah, red eye next yeah. to flights because because they had to tell you, because you had to know that you're landing the next day gotcha. or whatever. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe I think that Delta is. Delta still does. Maybe that's just what I think you were Delta remembering.
1: Delta still does, maybe. Yeah. So,
0: but I, I think the term is from well before the internet, right? I mean, yeah. just, it's just your eyes, Wake right? You don't all, sleep, so you have red yeah, eyes. All, so, yeah. But I used to think I mean, it was like an scene. official designation. and <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so now that You're I've admitted how to Coming Bye-bye from soon. Vegas, you'll need it for two reasons. Wait, wait. <laughs> All right,
0: guys, we have one more thing to talk about. And as a Hyatt nerd fanboy, I'm kind of excited about this, although it's kind of in line with what we talked about earlier. There are rumors on uh, Flyer Talk, I believe, that Hyatt is and Chase are going to be launching a premium credit card. I guess this makes perfect sense, right? I mean, everybody else has one, so why... Wouldn't Hyatt get one? Does the rumor say, Mark, anything about what this will actually be? Or is it just left up to our magic? No, it
1: was just, you know, a guy called in and uh, the rep uh, Hyatt guy, person, lady said, you know, we're coming out with a premiere card. And there are like some meetings that people have gotten sent out to like, hey, we're going to release some new news about the time that this was, you know, supposedly coming out like early October. So it kind of matches up. So it gives a little bit more flame to the fire versus, you know, just some random guy on flyer talk posting it, you know, a couple different tidbits kind of match up that it makes it seem like it's a legit chance, but we have no information on what that will look like or what it will be. I think he said over $400 annual fee, which is pretty much expected at this point, but that was about about the only thing. All right. So before we talk
0: about like in a nerdy way, what we would want from a premium Hyatt card, let's talk about what, what the current Hyatt card gets. $95 annual fee, you get 4x points when you spend at Hyatt, 2x on transit, commuting, restaurants, coffee shops, flights purchased directly with the airline, and fitness club and gym memberships. Uh, You get Discoverer status, a free Category 1 through 4 night on your anniversary. Plus, if you spend $15,000 a year, you get another one. Uh, You get five nights towards status each year and then an additional two nights for every $5,000 that you spend. So it's a pretty good card for $95, one that we recommend to a lot of people, one that I carry my wife carries. I'm sure you guys have them in your household, or uh, we do think that's a good deal. So how could they make this better? How could, if they, let's say they charge $450, something like that, similar to the Bonvoy card, what does Hyatt have to offer to to get you
2: guys to sign up? The $95 card is... So much value if you look at that, especially with getting the free night and things like that. I would say like at minimum to have a annual fee that's like up to four hundred and fifty dollars or something, you have to throw in it's gotta be Explorist for starters as the status that you get. And you have to have at least, say, two hundred and fifty dollars of Hyatt credit or something like that, along with all this stuff that the current ninety five dollars card has. Otherwise, what's the point? Like the $95 card, you get so much out of it already. I'm not saying it's like the greatest card since sliced bread, but you know, you can earn nights, you get five nights towards that better be at least double, if not more for the $450 card. So I think there's a lot of work to be done to make a premium card worth it, at least for people like us. That being said, I'm sure I will end up getting it Okay, I'm under 524.
1: I got you, Joe. I'm going to blow your mind. This is what's going to happen. Okay. So you get the $250 credit. Yes. Uh, probably earn like five times point at Hyatt Hotel, so a little bit better, which is nice. Maybe it'll bump up to six times, but that's what Brilliant gives and you know Hyatt points are already worth like two times, three times more. So five times would be cool. The rest of the spending, whatever, not not a huge thing. I think they're going to roll out a category one to seven certificate instead of a one to four on your anniversary. And then 30K spend, you can earn another category one to seven instead of... 15K spend for a 1 to 4, and maybe they give you 10 nights towards status every year instead of 5, and I think they keep the 2 nights per 5K spend would be something similar if they have anything. But that's kind of what I'm leaning towards, those type of like more status and then an opportunity to earn some big-time free night certs.
2: That's a great call on the 1 to 7. Also, for those of you—I mean, actually, all of you—are listening at home, I just want you to know that Mark looked directly into my eyes when he told me about those cat one to seven certs, and I was—I really was feeling it as he was looking into deep, deep into my soul. But I, I think that's a good call. You know, th- that makes sense. Like, what would differentiate it? The one through four is not that great, but if you can use these certificates at Park Hyatt and stuff like that, that would be a lot more valuable. Good point.
0: Yeah, I mean, one thing to consider is Hyatt points tend to be worth a little bit more than some of the other hotel currencies, so we may not see a huge multiplier. Like, I think I think you're right. We'll probably see 3X on something. They'll probably come up with some bonus categories. Dining. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Probably dining, um, you know, similar to what their competitors have. I mean, you can look at the Bonvoy Brilliant card. Obviously, that's American Express for some inspiration. But I think you nailed it all. Property credit. Um, instead of Discoverist, probably Explorer status will come with the card, would be my guess. That mid-tier status, which doesn't get you much with Hyatt, honestly, if you're not, not Globalist. Quick reminder, Globalist doesn't get
2: you anything either. He doesn't.
1: <laughs> He's trying to downplay it so people don't want it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I that could see, it. like, with Explorer status, I could see them maybe throwing in, like, two lounge certificates, uh, access certs per year with the card. I think that would be a nice little perk for it uh, for people that aren't going for Globalist, but they get a little taste of it. And some people, that's just enough. You know, I used to earn Explorers every year, and all I really wanted was lounge access, and four was enough for when I needed it. So,
2: what if they gave you, like, one sweet upgrade or something? That wouldn't be. A oh, then that would really tick
1: off uh, globalists right there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just one, just one, or whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but uh, they have, you know, they have to give some value there. But I agree with you on the category one through seven mark. And I'm just like thinking, if you get a credit, let's say they launch with a four hundred fifty dollar annual fee, a three hundred dollar property credit, and a category one through seven plus all the other perks, I think that would probably be worth it uh, for somebody who's loyal to Hyatt to keep a card, a premium card like that. Obviously, I've been a Hyatt, you know, top tier for many years now. So I'm really, this is the one card I'm really kind of interested to see how it will fit well uh, within my ecosystem. But uh, to your point, the rumors are that it's going to come in the next week or two. So we'll definitely cover the news if it does. Hopefully it delivers on all the things we want. Oh, and
1: no Chase 524, please. Thank you.
0: Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) let's do this. Let's do this CSR style where they, they let it go for a month. And you'll probably also, they'll probably have all the cell phone or the primary car insurance, all those sort of premium card benefits, or at least some of them, some protections, things like that, uh, maybe lounge access, uh, who knows, uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, excited that Hyatt's finally getting in the premium card business, or the rumor says that is, who
2: knows, maybe it won't
0: happen, Joe, maybe they. this was all just a, a joke.
2: I mean, it'd be exciting to see, I, I think it would be a lot of fun to have another card out there. And it would be a great question. For Those of us under 524, whether it'd be more worth it to have the $95 one or if they can make the premium one valuable enough to, you know, switch.
0: And let's hope they let you have both of them that they don't block the the bonus on the new one if you have the existing one. That would kind of stink
2: too. So let's hope that. Oh, yeah. Doesn't yeah. Please no. I, I just mean, I just mean if you're <laughs> going to hold one instead of two, if yeah. you're going to hold one instead of two, which one would you choose? Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I, w- I would definitely, I definitely get that. I just hope that Chase doesn't, you know, with their rules when they launch it, that they don't say, you know, you're not able to get a bonus if you have any Hyatt card. So let's hope that doesn't happen. And we will let you guys know when we know all the details, if this does indeed happen. Let's move on to Rapid Fires. Mark, start us off.
1: Yeah, my Rapid Fire is another rumor uh, for Amex Platinum adding coupons to that coupon book. The Amex Platinum most expensive coupon book in the world. There's rumors that they're going to be adding something from Six Car Rental, Soul Cycle, something along those lines, and Walmart Plus. We don't really know if that's a credit or membership to Walmart Plus or any of that. We don't have any details. We don't even know if this is legit, but came from a source that usually has good info. So we put it out there. We'll see what happens. It basically seems like they looked at what Chase was doing and said, hey, we can do that. But like uh, a lesser version. Oh, you guys got you guys got Peloton. Let's get Cycle. <laughs> You've been triggering some oh, people got... with the use of the
0: the word coupon book. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't think it has a negative connotation. We're just sort of trying to describe how they're adding benefits here, and it really is like that. But I know a yeah, lot of people got really. upset this week with the with that word, and that's not meant to be disrespectful in any way. It's just it does feel more like a coupon book. I mean,
1: I don't I know. don't think anybody got Every, upset. I think they, uh, they all know that it is what it is. And then uh, Chase also had Instacart, so they're like, hey, let's do Walmart uh, Plus, which is a weird, you know, this is a premium card. It used to be like the card that if you had, that meant you were like legit and they pair up with walmart it's it's just weird i don't know all these things seem like it's just stuff that somebody else is paying for and they're like yeah we'll add it then we can pump up the uh you can get so many thousands of dollars of value out of this versus what you actually will get um and they don't have to come out of pocket for it so that's my guess we'll wait and see what actually occurs but not overly excited about it what's yours joe what tv shows are on walmart plus nothing i'd
0: love to know
2: any exclusives (laughs)
0: That's the next streaming service to launch, though.
2: Don't don't, uh, don't, uh, don't joke about it. Walmart Plus. Yeah. Um,
0: well, <laughs> oh, I could just think. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. kinds of great no, shows I,
2: came to mind. All kinds of great shows came. To I mind. had other jokes. I had other jokes, but I decided to just leave it open ended. So speaking of coupon books, um, I was joking with the guys this week that I have seven of these coupon books. So like over $3500 in annual fees technically but uh you know, I used I got $10 back from American Express this week because my wife was buying some shoes for my son and she's like oh it's $10 for shipping I don't want to pay the shipping and I was like does it have shop runner and I was like ding You know, it had ShopRunner, so we used ShopRunner to get the free shipping. So we got $10 back from American Express. But just a reminder that there's just a lot of perks that American Express has. You know, it really is kind of like a coupon book in the sense that you'll forget a lot of these benefits. So, Miles and Memories, we have a page where we just keep track of these benefits. So it's in the show notes. Check it out and Definitely don't forget that ShopRunner one. I feel like I've forgotten it at times. My wife is like, what? We've had this for so long and I've never, you know, you know how it is in the Chung household. Um, and speaking of coupon books, I ended up, uh, you know, my wife uses the Peloton membership, but I tried it for a run the other day. And if you want someone screaming at you the entire time while you're jogging, use that Peloton app and the Chase Sapphire credit. So two Good rapid advice. fires for the price of one. Good advice there. Uh, my rapid fire, is
0: just not every month that the show day happens to follow on the last day of the month. So we do have our end of month checklist that uh, we've put together, all of the credits that you need to take advantage of. If it's the last day of the month, I don't know, maybe they they, they may not, if you do the charge today, they may not go through, but always a good reminder to uh, maximize all of those crazy credits. I guess this was a very much a, an American Express themed rapid fire because certainly American Express gives you a lot of those credits that are hard to remember. And all the different cards and all the temporary stuff that's going on. We got you you covered. We got you covered. We got that whole checklist. Check it out in the show notes. And that's going to do it for us this week. Joe, where can people find you when they're
2: not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media. Find my stuff there. Like I mentioned at the beginning, 50th anniversary of Disney World. So we'll be covering that on Disney Deciphered once I can finally get out there. What about you, Mark?
1: Joe, if I want somebody yelling at me while I'm working out, it's got to be the positivity of Richard Simmons. You know, that's what, you know, get down some old audio tapes down and just listen to him go 1980s VHS. Dude,
2: (laughs) dude, like these Peloton people are so positive. I, I, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. I was like, I hate this. Why won't they shut up at me? But then I ran. It's like like a Southwest flight
1: attendant, 2019.
2: (laughs) Well, I ran it. No, because I ran an extra three quarters of a mile because they were yelling at me the whole time. So it worked. Um, So I don't I don't know what to think, but yeah, um, I'll try
1: it again. I hope uh, people didn't get too upset about that joke
2: because I always hated when you get on Southwest and then they all
1: try to make like jokes, like which Southwest flight design could be funniest, like pick the uh, child that you love the most and then give them the air for yourself and then give that child the air or, or whatever. And I was always like, just get through it. Let's go. I want to go. <laughs> but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me mark at miles dot com. Uh, join our Facebook groups, our Patreon diamond member group, uh, comment on any, any of the articles on the site or send me a message, whatever, email, uh, lots of ways. How about you, Sean? You're Sean at miles to memories.com
0: because somebody says I never give out my, my email. Uh, so there you go. Miles to for 40, 50 posts a week. We have our Patreon. I'm loving that Slack group that we got going on. Lots of good information in there. Patreon.com forward slash miles to memories and uh, miles to memories for everything you see our podcast videos, everything else thanks so much for listening talk to you next time see you next time. gentlemen how's uh how's it hanging today to the left I'm just kidding I I know I no. <laughs> By the way, next time you're eating while I'm talking, yeah, can we, uh, I didn't. Can we why didn't you ourselves? just tell me? I, I didn't know. I just saw that
2: I was muted. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, let me go. Um, this is a good thing we're re- recording back up, By the way, I was, like, I was just gonna go. I was like, oh, let me unmute myself to talk about this, and I was like, oh crap, I've been unmuted this whole time.